So this morning, we are going to look at another crucial thing that the Lord requires from us to do at all times, good and bad times. Now, I read uh, Luke chapter 23, uh, 22, I read from verse 39. And he came out and went as he was as he, as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. Now, can you see? Just as Jesus' practice, he will go out in the morning to go and do something. What was it? What you are here to do? To pray. And Jesus prevailed. You will prevail. In the name of Jesus. I have never seen a, a prayerful man that's way is right with God and that obeys the leading of the Holy Spirit that loses any battle. I have never seen one. That he he is he prays, his ways is right with God, he listens to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, he can't lose any battle. Jesus knew everything and he prayed because he prayed. Now, when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. So, why do you need to pray as a believer? Maybe the enemy might whisper to you, or sometimes your spirit might tell you why. Why do you have to go to revival hour? Ah, uh -uh. what is the problem? There's no problem. We are simply following the commandment. Pray that we may not enter into temptation. I pray for somebody as you are set out today. Anyone the enemy might be putting together to tempt you, or any trap. This morning the Lord will expose them and destroy their counsel. In the name of Jesus. And when he was withdrawn from them about a stone cart, he knelt down and prayed. I want to ask you, when was the last time you knelt down to pray? That's a personal question and a personal answer. Our posture when we pray is very important. Now, it says in verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, Remove this cup from me. That's a very hard time for Jesus. A very challenging time for him. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy be done. Not my will, but thy be done. Now, look at what Jesus says. He says, not my will, but thy be done. Not my will, but thy be done. Not my will, but thy be done. Hmm. Not my will, but thy be done. He said, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven. Doing what? Are you reading your Bible? What happened? Strengthening him. This morning, an angel is already strengthening you. You have been strengthened by an angel of God. God has sent an angel to strengthen you. If you know you have been strengthened, unmute your device and shout, a big hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. He was in agony. It was a tough time for Jesus. In something was not right. He was in serious, you know. Agony, pain, and, and ah. But then the Bible says he prayed the more. 
We need to follow the footsteps of Jesus. Don't allow challenges of life. You say, I'm not even going to pray anymore. If this God answer prayer, why is it that he has not? Who told you he's not answering your prayer? He has answered your prayer. The fact that you are even alive now, do you know what the enemy meant? The fact that you are even alive to even talk that he has not answered your prayer, you don't even know what the enemy meant. So God answers prayer. Now, the Bible went on by saying, and his sweat was as it were a great drop of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them doing what? What did he find them doing? Sleeping for sorrow. That is what many believers are doing. Instead of praying, many believers are sleeping for sorrow. That is not what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to pray. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, brethren, now for you to follow Jesus in good and bad times, the Lord have revealed quite a lot of things for, as we've discussed for, number one, deny yourself. Number two, take up your cross and follow him. Uh, number two, that's number three, follow him. You may not know what the road looks like. Just follow him. Follow Jesus with all your heart. He will lead you to the right place. Jesus does not lead people to the wrong place. He leads people to the right place. If you follow, if you follow. Then number four, we mentioned on Meditate on the promises of God. That's the time to be, to be, to be studying your Bible, thinking of what God has said about you, not about that, not about, not you thinking about that problem, and then through that God will show you the solution. And so this morning we are looking at number five: devote yourself to earnest prayer. Devote yourself to earnest prayer. Now, from this story we could understand that Jesus, uh, this was the event that preceded the arrest of Jesus Christ. This was the event that happened before he was arrested. And we know that his arrest led to his crucifixion. And so Jesus Christ, but he did something that is an example for all of us. And by the way, by now, uh, every believer should understand that Everything Jesus went through was to show us an example for our sake. So if you see him praying at that time, it is to show us example that in good time and bad time, we are to pray. We are to pray. Now, Jesus, he called his disciples. He has a usual place he prayed. You see, the good thing, one thing I, I keep, I, you know, I praise God for always, for God saving my soul and being in the, in the sheepfold for Christ is that I can pray anywhere. I don't have to be focused on the sun, or on the stone, or on the ceiling, or you know, doing one thing, any particular gesture before I can communicate. In my heart, I can pray. I, that is very, very important to me. Now, so Jesus Christ has a usual place he will pray. And then he went there to pray. And, you know, the disciples started sleeping. Anyone that may be sleeping spiritually, the Lord will wake them up. 
Of course, there are many believers all over the world now that are sleeping spiritually. They are sleeping spiritually. Some are even saying Jesus will not come again. Some are even saying, well, they, they will just want to uh, serve God on their own time, and so on. My prayer is that as many that may be sleeping spiritually, the Lord will wake them up in the name of Jesus. So now, the disciples were praying. The Bible said he knelt down. That's from in about a stone cast. That means just like saying you pick a stone and throw it. The how far your, your hand can go when you throw that stone. That is about a stone cast. So Jesus, he left them, in his, gave them his face, and he went there to pray alone. Brethren, in prayer, there is corporate prayer. There is family prayer. Just like part of what the Bible, tonight Bible study is all about. Now, there is also personal prayer. Personal prayer. Jesus at that time wasn't involved in corporate prayer. There are some prayers that you can alter out maybe in corporate places, in open places. But when you go to your secret place, it could be your bedroom. It could be during your lunchtime. It could be your reading room in, in school. It could be maybe your hotel. It could be one place. It could be your backyard. It could be your whatever place that is good, that where you can meet with God. You go there and pour out your heart. Don't, don't leave secret place of prayer still coming back with any burden of, of, of pain, burden of, of problem, burden of things of this and that. No. Go and empty everything out at the feet of the cross. Then you come back renewed. So in good times and bad times, brother, what are you supposed to do? It's not the time to be checking Google. Uh, what is who, you know? What is this? What is there to solve this problem? No, that is the time to devote yourself to, to earnest prayer. That what did that word earnest? There you see, is is can be translated as sincere prayer. Sincere prayer is void of hypocrisy. Sincere prayer is tell the Lord the way you feel exactly. Don't go there and say. Uh, Lord, you know I'm okay, but uh, internally you are not okay. No, God doesn't have time for all those things. He, he wants you to be sincere. He said, Thou desired truth in the inward part, according to Psalm, the, the book of Psalms. God desired truth inside, inside. So He wants us to, when you stand to pray, when you kneel down to pray, be, be truthful. That's all God is asking for. If you are truthful, your prayer will be answered. If you are truthful to yourself, uh, to be truthful means what? Maybe God, maybe God is telling you, you've not acknowledged that thing as you are praying, and God brings you to your face. Lord, I know I have sinned. I acknowledge. I'm sorry. That is being truthful. Or you know you've not forgiven that person. And as you are praying, the Lord brings you to your prayer, to, to your attention, the place of prayer. Don't, don't sweep it aside. Say, Lord, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know, yes, and sincerely I know I have not forgiven this person, but now I want to forgive. Help me, Lord. That is being truthful. Honest prayer. That's the kind of prayer God is looking for. Not prayer that you come and show yourself you're a big man or a big woman and say, oh, Lord, you know, I pay my tithe. Lord, you know, I did this. I attend revival hour. Lord, you know, I did this. I help people. No, no. Don't go to God justifying yourself. 
Don't go to God, you know, claiming this is things you have achieved. No. Go to God and say, Lord, in a humble spirit, in a contrite heart, and I tell you, you come back justified. As somebody yet prayed this morning, you are going back home, in, or you are going out also this morning, justified in the name of Jesus. I say you are going justified, victorious in the name of Jesus. Now, brethren, meditating on God's word stirs up our spirit man to pray. So when you meditate on God's word, then your spirit is inspired to pray. So meditating on God's word steers up our heart to pray. Most of the time, you may not feel like praying, but studying the Bible alone, something just drops to your heart, and that fires of prayer. That's why the, the two, they are connected. The word of God, prayer. The word of God, prayer. The word of God, prayer. And in the word of God, you understand the will of God. One of the secrets to answers prayer, apart from truth and, you know, truth in the, in the heart, truth and sincerity in the heart, praying according to the will of God. Praying according to the will. How do you know the will of God? Pray in the spirit. The word of God is the will of God. So pray according to the line of the word of God. Pick scripture. Oh, Psalm 35 verse 1 says, they said that the Lord will fight for me. The Lord will defend me. The Lord will plead my cause. Father, plead my cause. That's you are praying the will of God because it's the word of God you are praying. It's not your fabricated word. It's the Bible you are praying and God cannot deny himself. He cannot deny it's even his word. Although sometimes <clears throat> we, we do not want to pray at all. Sometimes we, we are not even praying the way we ought to because of the way we are feeling at that time. But brethren, I want you to know we are to pray without season. Unmute your device and tell three people, say, pray without season. That means don't stop, non-stop, non-stop kind of prayer, non-stop kind of prayer until your joy is full. Keep praying. There will always be something we need to pray on. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17 said, Pray without season, always. Now, what do you get in the place of prayer? particularly as it relates to following Jesus in good times and bad times. Like I've mentioned in the last three days, brethren, if I sit down here and tell you there may not be time when your faith might be challenged as an individual, I am lying to you and I cannot lie to you. So, but the question is when in those challenging times, what should you do? Number five is, Devote yourself to honest prayer. Now, what do you get out of prayer? Number one, in the place of prayer, we build strength, inner strength. Our inner man is strengthened when you pray. You can see the Bible tells us that in verse 43 of where we took our reading from, Luke chapter 22, 43. And there appear an angel unto him from heaven, doing what? Strengthening him. There is the inner strength. The inner strength is what controls our physical strength. 
Now, that's what the Bible says that if, if, if people friend, if we friend in the days of adversity, that shows uh, how much of inner strength we have. You could see some people, the little things, or what we call little things and uncalled, might make them fall. You will not fall in Jesus' name. I will not fall in Jesus' name. So why do you need to pray in good time and bad time? In the place of prayer, we build up inner strength. You are energized internally when you pray. Number two. Now, in the place of prayer, we gain courage to press on to, we gain courage in the face of adversity. We gain courage to face that Goliath. We gain courage to go about and face that Goliath. When you pray, following Jesus in good and bad times. If you want to prevail at all times, then you need to pray. When you pray, what do you get out of it? You gain courage. Courage is like opposite of discouragement. You see, discouragement. There's courage, there's discouragement. Prayer, honest prayer, will bring about courage. Not praying will bring about discouragement. You see, some people say they are discouraged. Why are you discouraged? No, we have the Holy Ghost in order to quicken us, to strengthen us. Don't be discouraged. Pray and you'll be quickened. Number three, you see, sometimes when we go through challenging times, we don't know the source. And that's why as believers, we must be very careful at pointing finger. Be very careful. Because oftentimes, you see, the people, or you might think the person who might be afflicting you, I'm telling you most of the time, we don't know who, who is behind anything that's, that we are going to, I'm telling you. But when you pray, number three, you gain spiritual insight into that situation. Prayer opens your eyes to see. I say, eh, I didn't know. I didn't know this is the direction I should be praying. Ah, Lord, help me. So that's why yesterday God led us to pray, prayer of understanding, that we pray that God may enlighten our understanding. So when you don't understand a thing, you continue to work under that thing. But the moment you gain understanding, what happens? You are above that thing. So when you don't understand a thing, you are below that thing. But when you understand it, you are above it. Light has come. This morning, light is springing forth in the name of Jesus. So number three, we gain spiritual insights. You understand what is really going on. What is causing the problem? What is behind it? Who is behind it? What you need to do? And the steps you need to take. I've cited an example before of how when I was doing my program, things was not going as planned. And then the Lord, you know, the Lord, uh, I began to seek the face of the Lord in place of prayer and fasting. And the Lord opened my eyes to see that the professor I was working with had planned to take what belongs to me to somebody else. 
what belongs to you, what you have labored for, another man will not inherit it. I said another man will not inherit it. In the name of Jesus. But how did I get to know? Prayer. God opened my eyes in the place of prayer. Brethren, your eyes need to be open. Stop, um, you know, stop doing witch hunting. Believers don't do that. We don't do witch hunting. We begin to suspect, I think it's this brother. The way that brother was looking at me in the church that last week Sunday, that brother is the one behind that. No, no, that is witch hunting. Stop suspecting people. You don't really know who is behind it until the Lord removed the veil. You remember, you remember the case of, 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 uh, you know, of King Saul when he went to seek uh, this thing. He deceived that witch. The witch did not know that it was King Saul behind the veil. So there's a veil in every situation. When you pray, what happens? The veil is removed. And that is your prayer this morning as we round up. Lord, every veil that may be covering any situation or that's behind, that have not allowed me to see clearly. This morning, Father, remove such veil that I may see. You will see clearly in the name of Jesus. And lastly, when you pray, you understand the will of God. There are battles that God wants us to pull out of a particular thing, situation, environment, or something. But there are some God will say, stay. I am with you. You need to hear, know what is the will of God. In, when you follow Jesus in good times and bad times, you need to know the will of God. In good times and bad times. I want you to bow down your head this morning. First, begin to appreciate God, wherever you may be right now. Begin to appreciate him. And if you are here this morning, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have an opportunity this morning to accept him and to invite him into your heart. Now, if you have not accepted Jesus or you've accepted him, but in the past you went back again, I want you to know Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He has great plans for you. Now, if you're here this morning and you know that if rapture takes place, you are not going. But this morning, Jesus wants to bring you back home. I want you to raise up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, I have come to you this morning as sinner. Please forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. As from today, Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost according to your word in Ephesians 1.13. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed. Lord, I lift up all your sons and daughters, both the ones that are here and the ones that are here listening to the podcast, who, Lord Jesus, might have accepted you. Forgive them their sin. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' most powerful name, we have prayed.